Well, God bless you. God bless you. God richly bless and keep you. How's everyone doing this morning or the afternoon, wherever you are? Thank God for each and every one of you. Thank God for all he has done in your life. Thank God what he's doing in your life. Thank you, God, for allowing us to see this day. Thank you, oh God, for just being our Father. Thank you, God, for just being Jehovah Jireh, the God that sees and makes a way. Thank you, Father, we can come before your presence boldly, before your throne of grace, not because of anything we've done, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. Thank you for his precious, precious blood that washes and cleanses us all unrighteousness. And Father, we come before you confessing we've sinned against you. Confessing, oh God, we have sinned against you. Forgive us, Father, for we've sinned. We have sinned against you, Lord. Wash us and cleanse us in the precious blood of Jesus and cleanse our hearts and our minds from all unrighteousness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And Father, thank you that you not only have you forgiven us, but Lord, you've given us the capacity to forgive others. So God, we forgive those who have trespassed against us. We forgive those who mistreated us, who abandoned us, who rejected us, who ostracized us. We forgive them. We forgive them, Father. And just as you've extended mercy towards us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Father, we ask you bless those who despitefully used us and said things about us and rejected us. We ask you bless them. Thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity to share the word with your people. And, and I, I hide myself behind a cross. God. It's not about me, Daddy. It's, it's, it's about you being exalted and lifted up. It's about your people being blessed and encouraged. It's about you being glorified. And I, I thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity. I give you praise. I, I just thank you for loving me, imperfect me. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for the precious time to share the word of God, your word with people. And I pray that the words of my mouth, the thoughts of my heart will be acceptable in your sight. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you have your Bible, please turn to Second Chronicles chapter 34. Looking at the first four verses. Second Chronicles chapter 34. Beginning at verse number 1 down to verse number 4. Man. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, and followed the example of his ancestor David. He did not turn away from doing what is right. During the eight year of his reign, while he was still young, Josiah began to seek the God of his ancestor David. Then in the twelfth year, he began to purify Judah and Jerusalem, destroying all the pagan shrines, the Asherah poles, and the graves, idols, and cat images. He ordered that the altars of Baal be demolished, and that the incense altar which stood before them be broken down. He also made sure that the Asherah poles, the great idols, 
and the cast images were smashed and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. I want you to really look at that. First of all, here is Josiah. He was eight years old when he began to reign as king in Jerusalem. He did what was pleasing in the eyes of his father. Father God, and then his his mentor, which is his, his father David. But in the twelfth year, he began to purify Judah and Jerusalem. Think of that word purify. We mean purify, they mean to cleanse. To cleanse. I believe in the time that we're living in, there is a purification happening to those who are in Christ. I believe God is purifying us. God is renewing us. God is revealing things to us during this time of purification. I call it house arrest, but and we can laugh about it. But really, if you look at it, most of us are realizing some things about us that has caused us to be in places we should not be, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's, it's mental, or whether it's physical, whatever it is, or relational. So now that we're in a place where we're not going to the house of God, I want to just take a little, little side journey. All you pastors out there, if the governor of your state told you not to have social gathering of over 10 people in your congregation. Why are you still having a church service in disobedience to the law? We have an obligation not only obey the word of God, but to obey the laws of the land. And instead of you doing the right thing, what you're doing is causing disgrace to the body of Christ and to the word of God. Now, off that side journey, <laughs> back to my point, there is a purifying happening within each and every one of us. So, I want to ask a question to you. What has polluted your temple? The scripture says that know ye not that your bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. We don't say Holy Spirit that it resides on each and every one of us. What has polluted the temple of God in you? Josiah went to Judah and Jerusalem because this idol worship wasn't happening outside the temple. It was happening on the inside of the temple. What's happening inside your temple? That's affecting your worship. That's affecting your commitment to God. That's affecting your, your, um, your moving towards the destiny God has for you, or fulfilling His purpose for your life. What has polluted your temple that's clouding the vision that God has for your life? What has polluted your temple that's causing you to miss out on God's best? Josiah went into Jude and Jerusalem and he destroyed these idols. They were graven images. They were Asheron poles. And guess what? They were offering sacrifice to these idol gods in the temple of God. Josiah recognized that and he said we got to purify the temple. 
the first stage or the first step toward deliverance is recognition. Recognition that I have an issue in me that's causing me to miss out on the best that God has for me. And I cannot allow that. I've allowed it too much and now I'm it's blocking my view. It's blocking my perspective. Now I don't worship as I should in spirit and truth. Now I just worship out of religiosity. My commitment to God is superficial. I'm offering up superficial worship, superficial prayers, because my temple has been polluted with unforgiveness. I don't know how to forgive somebody. They hurt me so badly. So now I'll hold that unforgiveness towards them. Forgiveness is not only essential for you, because it causes you to be healed. And unforgiveness is essential, it's, it's, it's bad for you because you don't forgive. God won't forgive you. My temple is polluted by unrepentance. Now, repentance has nothing to do with me and you. Repentance is you and your Heavenly Father getting it right. You recognizing that there's a character flaw in me that's causing me to separate my relationship with God. And, and now I have to change or do a 360 degree turn and do what is right in God's eyes. My temple has been polluted by listening to the wrong kind of message. Could you imagine? Here they were in Judah and Jerusalem. And they had, they had people that were in charge of this pagan worship. Who were telling people what they were doing was right. Here comes Josiah said, no, you got to go down. And he not only sacrificed these idols to burn. They burned them. They burned them. But anybody who was participating in this sacrificial worship of these idols, he spread the ashes of these false gods on them. He wanted to purify every bit of the temple. He didn't want no, not even a remnant or even a smell of this in the temple. What has polluted your, your temple? When you look at both sides of the spectrum. From the physical, when you look at the temple, the temple of the our body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, have we taken care of this temple the way we should? When this pandemic first happened, people were going to the store and buying toilet paper. And buying junk food that didn't last. They're going back again. And again and again. I went to Walmart a couple days ago and in the health healthy food section, they were stocked to the max. Could people were buying all kinds of junk food that didn't do anything to buy, just it just fulfilled a need at time. How many health and wellness seminars have we passed by? They could have helped us physically. How many were taking vitamins? How many of us are drinking water or orange juice or anything that helps us? build ourselves up physically. How many of us are taking a break and resting? Not sleeping, but resting. What had polluted your temper? Could it be stress over your job or your finance or your relationship? And if these things are in your temple, there has to be a purification of it. 
there has to be a purification of this because you don't want your life to be bogged down with stress and anxiety and worry and depression. And let me tell you something about depression. I've been there and it's a dark, dark, dark place. And many of us who've been in depression can understand what it is to be in a dark place. And then maybe someone is in the podcast that you're in that dark place. But I want to know, I want you to know that the light of the gospel can shine right there in a dark place and you can be set free. What has polluted your temple? There were idol worship happening in the temple of God. And we have made ministers, prophets, evangelists, idols we have made we have made conferences and convocations we have made everything that looks good we put ahead of God it may look good but when anything gets ahead of your worship with God it's an idol we made our job an idol we even made our, our titles an idol to where your name is no longer say Mark you call me Apostle. No, my name is Mark. That's the name God gave me. Mark. The title is just something that keeps the point of me. But no, my name is Mark. We made our titles an idol. And in the Ten Commandments, the first commandment, you shall not have no other gods before me. So here comes Josiah the king, the one in a thought that recognized this idol worship is causing us to miss out on God's best authority. When those of you who are in authority, you got to recognize what's going on in my congregation. Are we offering up praise and worship unto God or unto me? Are the people coming to hear what does say the Lord or are they coming just to hear what I got to say? There has to be a time of purification. And I'm telling you, if you all look at yourself now, from when this started to where you are now, you recognize there's some parts of you that have to get right with God. That we've missed God on so many occasions. But His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Don't, don't get into bondage. Don't get into self-condemnation or people condemnation. But just look at your temple and say, I got to get right. I got to clean my house. I got to clean my house. And I was at my daughter's house um, last Friday. And she asked how I'm doing. Now, I live in a very small studio apartment. But I got a hand sanitizer by the bed. <laughs> in the kitchen. In the bathroom. On the, <laughs> when I having dinner, <laughs> I want to be glad it's bad. And you said, "Daddy," she said, "Daddy, you live in a very small place. What are you doing?" I said, "I want to be cleansed. I want my hands to be clean. I take it seriously. Have we taken seriously the cleansing of our temple in the eyes of God? Have you looked at sin the way God looks at it, as a separation, as an interference, and negate our ability to hear from Him?" What has polluted your temple? This is the day of cleansing our hearts and our minds so we can be all that God has created us to be. Now, 2 Chronicles 7.14, our favorite scripture. 
If my people that call by my name, even unsafe people know the scripture, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. But we miss this part here and turn from their wicked ways. Then God said, I will hear from heaven. I will first forgive their sin and then I will heal their land. So first, we have to turn. Turn. And maybe don't want to turn because I like this. This is the way it is. I feel comfortable. But when it comes to things of God, we got to turn. Because we want all of God's best that he's already, already prepared for us. Already prepared. There is a prepared place for you and I. But if our temple is polluted with unforgiveness, unrepentance, and just sin itself, we're missing out on the blessing that make it rich and adds no sorrow to it. So what has polluted your temple? I'm asking each and every one of you to examine yourselves today and ask, this, ask that question. And then take the necessary steps. It's between you and your Heavenly Father. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Nothing. Nothing. It's between you and your Heavenly Father. Let's get it right, everybody. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's clean our temple. So when we worship God, if it's from a place of love. We worship God in spirit and in truth. We worship God because He is a way maker, a promise keeper, a light in the darkness. We worship God because he is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Then when I study his word, I study to show myself a proof unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed. When I pray, it's effective because I'm praying the will of God. I spend time in the Father's presence. Hearing from him, as he hears from me. But spending time hearing from him. Thank you for your word, Father. We bless you. We praise you. For this message. This message. I'm sorry. For this message that we present to your people. And I pray, Father, that. Search our hearts. I pray we just get it right with you, Daddy. Thank you for your word. We bless you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. I want to offer a book to you. It's on Amazon. It's called, I've Been Wounded, I've Been Broken, But I'm Good. And it deals with the issue of rejection because many people deal with rejection. And the reason why we feel rejected is because we're looking for someone to accept us, to love us, and to validate us. But in the eyes of your Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father who loves you with an everlasting love, you are accepted, you are loved, and you are validated by Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. The book is available on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Or if you want a copy of the book, send me an email at markworship2003 at yahoo.com. Give me your name, your address, and I will personally send an autographed copy to you. Post is paid. Don't worry about it. I just want to be a blessing to you. The book is I've Been Wounded, I've Been Broken, But I'm Good on Amazon.com. Keep us in your prayers. And remember this. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. May God bless you.